9.05 p.m. Monday, August 19th. 9.05, you know. Hope everybody had a good weekend. Hope everybody chilled. Did what they had to do, you know. Whatever you did on the weekend. Shopping. Whatever have it. Whatever have it. You know what I mean? Weekends are very important to us. We get a chance to chill on the weekend, peace of mind. Some people work on the weekends, you know what I mean? Who no, but whatever you did on the weekend, shout out to you. If you got stuff done, if you went to church, you know what I mean, did whatever you had to do. Um, you know, my weekend was pretty basic. I I, I had off on Saturday. I went to work on Sunday. I was off on Monday, I'm off on Tuesday, and I'll be working the whole week. Working a whole week, so couple days off. Got some time to kick my feet up, relax, um, run around, do a few things, make things happen. You know, thank you everybody for tuning in on the podcast. The views are going up. The listeners are here. They are making their way into my into the world of New Wave Radio. They're coming around. They're coming around slowly but surely. Um, all I need, all I need is, is, is one listener. I'm fine with just one person listening to my show, but now we're getting an audience now. It's becoming to be a real show now. Now is not, there's no time to make no corny, have, bring corny content to the, to the table, you know? So one thing about doing anything that you want to, whatever you're trying to do, you want to have original content. You want to bring. You want to bring. You want to be original. You want to do your thing a different way. You want to. You want to. You want to figure out how you can be better than the next podcast. So many podcasts out here, and um, what we trying to do here, we trying to separate ourselves from the others. So, um, original content. Tonight we're talking basketball. Tonight though, we're talking basketball. I wrote down a couple of duos. I wrote down some duos. I left some duos out because I know I got a fan. I got a person that listen. I don't want to call my people's fans. I got somebody to listen to me in um in I don't know Norway. He left me a voicemail. He talking about yo um how can you how can you leave out such and such such and such off your podcast? I'm like dog. I left I leave out blanks for y'all. I know why I left it out. I didn't want to put it on. But I left it blank for you guys to chime in. So he chimed in. But tonight, I left a couple of duos off the list on purpose. Because I want to see where the basketball, who the basketball guys are out there. You know, I got people from Norway, Canada, all types of shit. They telling me, you know, Canada is telling me Tracy McGrady and Vince Carter are the best duo of all time. I said, hell no. It can't be the best duo of all time. They didn't even play that many years. They really didn't even do anything. They didn't do much. It was a lot of a lot of highlights. Between McGrady and um Vince Carter was a lot of highlights. So tonight I'm gonna showcase the best duos in basketball. And I'm gonna read them off to you what I put down. I'm gonna read what I put down for you guys. Uh, the obvious, Jordan and Pippen. Magic and Kareem, 
Bird and McHale, Kobe and Shaq, Wade and LeBron, Stockton and Malone, Tim Duncan and Tony Parker, Tim Duncan and David Robinson. And I put a star next to this duo because a lot of people might forget about them. Dirk and Steve Nash. Excuse me for a second. Dirk, Dirk and Steve Nash. And you could even say Dirk Nowitzki and Michael Finley. Because Michael Finley and Dirk Nowitzki was bad together, boy. They, was, they used to get busy. I'm talking about even though they never won anything together, I don't think Michael Finley won a ring when they played against Miami. I don't think he was there. No, he wasn't there. But Dirk and Nash and Dirk and Finley, that was like peanut butter and jelly, dog. When you talk about when they broke up Steve Nash and Dirk Nowitzki, if I was a Dallas fan, I would have cried. I would have cried. Because Steve Nash would hit that ball with that alley with them passes. And he would find Dirk right there. Like, it was like every time Nash gave Nowitzki the ball, Nowitzki made that shot. Dirk Nowitzki made that shot every time. I'm talking about every time. This boy, Dirk, Steve Nash made him better. Steve Nash is probably the reason why he's here today, balling the way he's balling. Steve Nash, yo, one thing I don't agree about with Steve Nash is that MVP season. Remember when he got, y'all probably remember when he got that MVP. I think that was pretty suspect. I think they gave that to Steve Nash just to give it to him. I don't think that was a, that was official. Steve Nash did, had a good season. You can pull up the numbers if you want. But come on, dog. Come on, dog. You can't, you can't, you could give it to you can give it to a few other guys ahead of Steve that year. You know what I'm saying? You can give it to a couple other guys. Steve Nash didn't really do too much that season. You gotta think about it. All he was doing was distributing. He wasn't averaging over 25. I don't know if he was. I would have to dig those numbers up because Steve Nash never was a scorer and he didn't have good defense. But he really could pass that ball. He really could pass that ball. He can get that ball to you. He will find you. I mean, I would love playing with Steve Nash. You ain't have to worry about the point guard not giving you the rock. He probably one of the one of the best passing guards to ever play the game. Listen to what I said. One of the best passing guards. I didn't say one of the best guards. Steve Nash is one of the best passing guards to ever play the game. You know, um, a lot of people put hardware in the mix. Hardware don't define the player, man. Listen, let's let's stop with that hardware stuff. Cause this boy was a beast. You know, he ain't got that ring. But let's 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 take away the rings. You gotta put um Steve Kerr got rings and Steve Kerr was 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 elephant shit. He wasn't nice. He got lucky a couple times. He was open. Steve Steve Kerr never had this. Steve Kerr never had a hand in his face. It's easy to let a person like Steve Kerr score. 
Because you're not trying to guard him. You worried about Mike and Pippen and all them other guys. Let him shoot. I don't care how good he is. Let's go. Let's 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 gamble with it. Let's take a gamble with it. You know what I mean? But Steve Kerr never had a hand in his face, so that's why he looked like a sharpshooter. That was like a set shot for him. Oh, you're not gonna guard me? <coughs> Nothing but net. He do that with one of these. He's shaking. He not making that. He can't even dribble the ball. We talking about guys like Steve Kerr and John Paxson. Them guys weren't, weren't shooters like that. For real, for real. You know? Um, Not to harp on that on these two guys too long. Not to harp on these two guys. But I said the rundown. So I said Jordan and Pippen. These are the best duos of all time. Like Mike and Pippen were probably the best duo in NBA history. They won six championships. Three back-to-back. You know how hard it is? They won six of those. So I would have to put them up as the top duo of all time. The top duo. Of all time. Mike and Pippen. Because um these two were these two were just dominant. For them to both be under seven foot. Under seven foot tall. And then you got Michael Jordan as a two guard. You got Scottie Pippen at small forward. They both play defense. So they play on both sides of the basketball. You know, now you got these two dudes are playing on both sides of the ball. And they, well, not Mike, but and Pippen passes. Pippen can pass the ball. Pippen will give you a triple-double if he wanted to. He can give you 20, 10, and 10. You know, he can give you 20, 10, and 10. Pippen was that good. Where he can give you a triple-double any any given night. But he didn't need to do that because he had Jordan. He had Michael Jordan on his team. You know, so Mike and, Mike and Pippen probably the top. Magic and Kareem... You know, you got Magic and Kareem. You got these two guys. Um, it was just like they made the game just different. They took the game to a different level. You know, now will I call them the best? No, they're not the best. They're, they're, they're up there. But like I said, Jordan and Pippen are the best duo of all time. Of all time. And you got Magic and Kareem. When I see guys like Magic... Play to play basketball now. I'm looking at it and I'm like, wow, man, that ball was just silky smooth on the court. Would just bring a different element to the basketball game. You know, his style of play was just different. And then when you match up Magic with Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and you give Magic dumping that ball in the paint. And then Kareem just faking and then doing that hook. Like, come on, dog. Who was stopping that? Man, you know what I'm saying? And that's why Magic was Magic. Because he had good centers. He had good people around him that could help him elevate his game. Like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was... He was he, if you look at him, he's not... He's, he's, he's not that good. You look at him and be like, oh, this big goofball. 
You know what I mean? He ain't, he ain't shit. He this, that, and the third. But Kareem was actually a dominant center. Because he would do all them all them sky hooks and the fade and the in the paint he was unstoppable. He put that ball down on the floor and bring it up. He's all good. It's in. Go back to the videotape when you look at guys like Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Bird and McHale are are different. I don't know what to say about Bird and McHale, but only thing I can I can what I can tell you is that they're champions. Bird and McHale are champions, and they they beat some good teams. They beat the Lakers, you know. They beat the Sixers with, with Dr. J and Moses Malone and all them players. They 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 went up at it with Detroit. They beat Detroit. They beat Chicago with Michael Jordan. They beat Atlanta with Dominique Wilkins and his gang. You know, so they went up against some tough competition. Some tough competition. Nothing was handed to Larry Bird and Kevin McHale. These guys really battled it out on the court. You know, so when you, when I see when I see young players, they sit and they talk about. Um, they talk about like who's the best and who's this, that, and the third. You gotta put Bird up there, and when you say Bird, you gotta have Mikhail also. Bird and Mikhail, they go hand in hand. You know these guys were good. They were that good on the basketball court. To whereas though, like I said, they won championships. They won championships together. They 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 they're champions. You know, um, Kobe and Shaq probably are my second best duo in NBA history. Kobe and Shaq. Excuse me, everybody. I'm having some. I'm having some to my pocket. I'm having some tequila, and this stuff is strong. So Kobe and Shaq are by far. Are by far the second best duo in the NBA. After after Jordan and Pippen come Kobe and Shaq. You cannot keep Kobe and Shaq out of the equation when it comes to basketball. Basketball talk, you gotta say Kobe and Shaq. These guys were that good. And Shaquille O'Neal um brought a different type of element to the basketball game. Once they started gelling. Once they started clicking, and once Kobe started hitting that shot, and Shaq started hitting that foul shot, it was a wrap. It was over. It was over. And I really don't think they should have broke them up. I think they should have worked it out and talked before they even let Shaq go anywhere. They should have talked about it. They should have said, listen, Shaq, like, we can win another one, and another one, and another one. Only thing we're going to do is build around you two. If you build around Kobe and Shaq, and you put like a guy like Lamar Odom on that team and, and all these other players, oh, yeah, you're going to win some more rings. But, you know, Kobe won a couple of after Shaq, but it wasn't as easy as it was with Shaq. It was more of a battle when he was playing with Paul Gasol. Because when Paul Gasol get the ball, you don't know if he's going to score or not. You know, you, don't, you just think if he shoot the ball, you close your eyes and you just wait to see if the crowd yells. You know, he's a scary basketball player. 
You know, he's a scary basketball player. But Kobe won a chip with him. But what I'm saying is, if they would have kept Shaq, they would have went back to back to back, like Jordan and Pippen. They would have went back to back to back. They would have been there a few more times, and they would have won them. Because nobody in the East Coast was as dominant as Kobe and Shaq. Nobody was stopping these two. You know, no no guard and center combination was stopping Kobe and Shaquille O'Neal on that basketball court. You had to build a, a dynasty to stop them. You know, you got to build a dynasty because Shaq, nobody could hold Shaq. Guard-wise, nobody was guarding Kobe. And if if any if Kobe is in any bit of trouble, you just dump it in the Shaq. Shaq hits you with, and Shaq don't even pump fake. Shaq go up, boom, and one. Go to the line, shoot that foul shot is is butter. You know because that's the type of team they were. They were they were in and out. They were inside outside team. And they would dominate you from the paint and to beyond the arc. They would crush you. From, from that free throw line back, that was all Kobe right there. That was all work. You was getting work right there. Right then in that spot right there, you getting it. You getting it. You better put a double team on him or you better have some very aggressive defense. Because when he turned his back, he already know where the rim is at. When he get the ball, he know where the rim is at. He stay on that pivot, he spin, and he hit that shot. Ooh, man. You 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 in for a long night. Ask Jalen Rose. That boy dropped eighty one on him. That boy dropped eighty one on Jalen. He made Jalen Rose. He he put that boy he put that boy to shame out there. But yeah, he put that boy to shame. But the next on my list, the next on my list, is Wade and LeBron. Wade and LeBron, they um, they different. They 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 not the most dominant, but they were the, one of the most. They were some. They were fun. They were something. You know, Wade, cause I like I like them on the hater side, because I was a hater. I was a Miami Heat hater. I didn't like Miami. When LeBron went to Miami, that gave me the green light to hate on them. I wanted LeBron to stay in Cleveland for a long time, and I didn't even want—I didn't even want him to leave. I didn't want him to leave Cleveland. I want him to stay there for his whole career. So when LeBron left, I was like, "Oh, come on! Why would you do that? And then you gonna go to Miami, and you gonna try to make this bomb squad team and beat everybody?" I was like, "Oh, come on, dog!" I wasn't for it. I wasn't for it. But. When I watched him play, and when I watch him play now, highlights, I'm like, damn, that was special. That was special. I watched Wade throw a LeBron an alley-oop from the other side of the court. Wade just flung that joint. You know how strong you got to be to throw a basketball from one court to the next so the dude can alley-oop that shit? No, that's just different. That's just different. That basketball was different. Them dudes was playing different type of basketball. They was like seriously on a mission. Really, they was on a mission. And I'm talking about Bron would, would toss it to Wade. 
Wade tossed to Braun. Braun just yanging it on dudes. Wade doing the same thing. That was a duo. That's something that you might not see in a long time. In a long time, you might not see that Wade and LeBron thing ever. You know? You're going to see another Kobe and Shaq. But you're not going to see another LeBron and, and Wade. Because LeBron and Wade remind me of Jordan and Pippen a little bit. LeBron and Wade, they had that they had that finesse with them. Then Wade played defense. LeBron was just the man. And these dudes gave me that Jordan and Pippen type vibe. They gave me that vibe. And I'm looking at them now when I look at highlights. I'm like, shit, this boy Dwayne Wade was nice. It always happened like that. When the dudes retire, you start thinking. You start being like, damn, man, I should have watched him a little more when he was playing. That's why I love basketball, man. I watch, I watch all these players. So, you know, we're going to take it back a little bit further. Stockton and Malone. So, John Stockton and Malone was probably one of the most boringest duos. But they also were one of the best duos at pick and roll. Malone come through like this Holding his head He doing that, that Statue of Liberty That postman dunk Whatever he called it It was ridiculous That was a, that was a problem Because Stockton was the reason for Malone Scoring all them points Off the pick and roll Stockton go this way Passed it that way Malone at the top of the key it was unstoppable, but it was so textbook and easy and basic. You're like, why is this dude scoring like 50 like that if y'all could just put a hand in his face? It wasn't that. It was It was hard. It was hard because what they did was Stockton would dribble the ball to the left, and he would force a double team. Stockton would force a double team because Stockton had a shot. So you didn't want Stockton shooting that ball, and he would get you with the up fake. And then all risk, you will foul him, and he'll go to the line. So Stockton would do that, would take that ball to the left and dribble, and then throw it right behind his back to Carl Malone. And Carl Malone would be wide open, shot. Wide open for the J. You know? So that was a good duo, man. What, what slowed them down is Michael Jordan and the Bulls. They slowed them boys down because they would beat and bully. They wouldn't beat up the Lakers. They would bully the Lakers, and they would beat them boys bad to the point where I thought Shaq wanted to cry at one time. They would sweep these dudes every game, and then they would advance to the Western Conference Finals, I mean to the, to the NBA Finals and shit, and then they would go hit a brick wall. They would go up against Mike and Pippen. And that Mike and Pippen show, you already know what it is. Mike hit them with the flu shot. Mike hit them with the flu shot at the buzzer. You know, so... Duncan and Tony Parker and Duncan and David Robinson. You know, this is a duo. You gotta have Tim Duncan in your, Duncan in your equation. You add Duncan in your equation because Tim Duncan was a problem. Tim Duncan would quietly hurt you. He would quietly beat you on the basketball court. 
He would beat you every which way possible. And then when you give him somebody like David Robinson, somebody that can can um can basically help him when he misses a shot. You know, if he misses a shot, he grab a rebound. If he's covered, he kick it back out to Tim Duncan. Duncan hit the shot. That's basically what it, what it was. And then, but but it was so it was so bad that Duncan was getting to um Tim David Robinson was getting quadruple doubles messing with Tim Duncan. He was able to dominate. He was able to get busy. You know, and Tim Duncan, likewise, he was able to score the ball and do what he had to do. You know, so the basketball game was just different. It was official. You know what I mean? And then with Parker, Tony Parker was able to feed him that ball on the assist level. He was able to take it to him. And the thing about it is these guys won championships. These guys were champions. So, you know, it was always like... It was always like it was always like the draft. The, the way these teams, these coaches and general managers pick these teams is they pick them. It's a lot of knowledge going into drafting basketball players, and that's what they did with these with these this list that I'm showing you, trading and picking and wheeling and dealing, and they got to where they wanted to be by making these smart decisions. Um, over the weekend I had a little situation. Um, well, I didn't have a situation. My whole crew had a situation. Um, one of our friends, um, shout out to Rob, Robert Nelson, his sister Cassandra, his brother Orville, his mom. Um, shout out to Rob's kids. Um, my friend Rob was gunned down on a corner. He was shot and he died. Um, I like to give him a shout out. I like to say, um, give him a rest in peace. Sleep well, whatever you call it. Everybody says something different. But shout out to Rob. Shout out to everybody that's over there on Central Avenue, Halsey Street, on Wearfield Street, the whole Bushwick. Because Rob was around. He was a good dude. He ain't gonna hurt nobody. So shout out to Rob. Shout out to his whole family. Shout out to all my peoples that fuck that mess with Rob. And um, cheers, man. This is to you. You know what I mean? We out here. We we gonna we gonna light it up for you. We gonna light it up for you, and you're not gonna be going out like a sucker. You know we got your back, and we we miss you already. You know. So shout out to my man Rob. Shout out to everybody that's um supporting Rob. That's on his side. You know we um gonna get to the bottom of everything. And we gonna find out what's what. You know. But I had to say that. But um thank you everybody for tuning in. And continue to support the wave, continue to catch up on the wave, continue to vibe with me and rock out. You know, we here and I um, hope you guys have a good night and stay focused.